can't explain to you how tired I was. It took four four hours forty five minutes to get around. I felt like I'd run about three marathons. Why do your rounds always take ridiculous ridiculously long? I don't think they do. It's just coincidental with this podcast. Are you a slow are you a slow golfer? Is that no ge- no, George. I am Oof, not. That's, that's not. very defensive. Tom's a slow golfer, pass it on everyone. I'm very, very <laughs> brisk. Shame. Absolute brisk. shame. Uh, it was a bit annoying, to be honest with you. Hannah played golf with her dog. I thought dogs were banned at um, Huddersfield. Dogs are allowed at Fixford. Right. Well, that's going to be a problem. Golf course. That's going to be a problem for you. I know. What do you think about dogs on the golf course, Tom? Uh, I'm all for it. Although my dog couldn't do it because it was just, it, yeah, it's not really. Well, safe. if it's four hours forty-five minutes, I wouldn't want to be your dog on the golf course either. <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. I've got a steam room now though, in my house, so I had a steam room when I got back. You needed one after the. Did. After that round, it was exhausting. Right. So where should we begin then on this Wentworth Odyssey that you've been on? Where Where should we begin? Where should we begin? What week it was? I can't really. Had so, just... how, how are we going to do this? Are we going to do like a sort of like diary of George's week and then we're going to chip in, or are we going to pick out like some key moments and you're? We gonna can talk... do, but seeing as I'm such a viral sensation now, it might, it might be worth you asking me the questions. Well, I'm definitely going to ask you the questions, yeah. I'm just wondering when we're, where we're going to start. Tell, how was Sunningdale? Tell us about that. Sunningdale was amazing, yeah. So What day were we there? Played Sunningdale New Course on Tuesday. So your debut at Sunningdale? It was my debut at Sunningdale, yeah. I was very excited for it. I'd heard nothing but good things, of course. I mean, given the rankings. Mm. Which course? The best courses right. in the country. Played the, played the new. Hannah's never played the new because she didn't get past the uh, yeah. first round of the foursomes. She might have played yeah, was... the practice round, did you? <laughs> You play the practice round? No. <laughs> Someone's chirpy this morning. Uh, I didn't realise that. Yeah. Was, that was funny, that. How good to you that you played the new. Which course did you play the new? Oh. It was great. I mean, I was chopping it around. To be fair, I, I didn't lose a single golf ball and I still just couldn't score. I mean, I must have had about seven free putts, which was, uh, I just couldn't read the greens. By the time I sort of worked out how to read the Sunningdale greens, it was a 16 pole, so that right. was no good. And you were the guest, um, tag, tag her, tag, tag her. I was the guest, yeah. VIP guest. Treated very well. Um, Who did you play with? I to play golf with Tom Felton, Who's also it? known as Malfoy from Harry Potter. You're joking. I'm not joking. It's not true. Uh, it is true. I was at, I was at the, the first tee waiting for my group to show up. And, uh, I, was a bit, I, was, I was eager. I was excited to play the new, new course, as you'd expect. Turn around and uh, recognise that guy. He's got... But bear, bear in mind, it's raining, by the way, and he's got a cap and glasses. His glass, he's got sunglasses and cap on, it's raining. I was like, well, who's this guy? Sort of recognised him. He's like, oh, hi, mate, I'm Tom. I was like, I'm George. Took me a minute. I was like, that's Malfoy from Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> what is happening right now? Was it just you and him? Me, him, his mate, who he just brought along because he just asked Tag, can I bring my mate along? And they were like, yeah. Was he a muggle or was he of the wizarding world? He was a muggle. I think he would have been a, a Gryffindor. I'm definitely very much a Slytherin. Um, what? <laughs> if you didn't, if it wasn't obvious, I'd have fit the Slytherin mold. But yeah, so I played uh, four hours on the course with Tom Felton, the actor from Harry Potter. Very what's, nice um, guy. Uh, what's the other one? Is it Hufflepuff? Hufflepuff and uh, Ravenclaw? It is, yeah. It is Ravenclaw. Well, obviously on the course, I had to pretend I knew nothing about Harry Potter, which was, you know, 
keep you it chat about Harry Potter. I didn't know. Is it one of them? You don't like. You could tell it's the last thing he wants to talk about. He just wants to be on the course, sort of get away from it all. Um, so we just, you know, chatted golf as you do. Um, he was paying in the he was paying in the program at Wentworth the day after, so he was sort of using that as a bit of a bit of a practice. Um, plays off fifteen, plays off fifteen, same as me, so pretty similar level. He was he sort of all over the place front line, and then he, had, he, had, he was playing his mate in a match, and then uh, he sort of came alive after the halfway house and. It's a good golf bat nine, so that was that was enjoyable. Tommy Fleetwood was there as well. Um, Sorry, that's brilliant. I can't believe you played with him. I know, right? It was golf with yeah, play golf with Malfoy. I, te- I texted a bunch of people, and they were like, "No, you're not." I was like, "I am." I'd find that quite scary. Did you not see his yeah. Instagram post about it? No, don't go on Insta, do I? Ten years too old. That raked in the likes. That did. It raked Tom in the Tom Felton asking him for a photo. Three likes. <laughs> Yeah, it blew up because I had all the uh, I had all the Harry Potter fans caught wind of it and had about hundred. Hashtags did you use for that? No hashtags, just just tags. But well, you didn't put hashtag Slytherin or whatever. I think I might put hashtag Malfoy actually, which yeah, lame actually. But yeah, what a guy! What around the golf? And then you, that was only the beginning of the week. And then you interviewed Tommy Fleetwood. Then I got a nice interview with Tommy Fleetwood. Yes. How was he anyway? But yeah, he was uh, he was good. Very nice guy to interview. Very open. Happy to answer my questions. Shared a bit of banter. What more do you want, really? The, uh, the interview will be coming soon, so keep an eye out for that, guys. Nationalclubgolf.com. Did you ask him about Liv? Liv was outlawed, unfortunately. Off limits. Off limits. Um, obviously, these type of things, you send the questions before, and it was very much, don't ask about Liv. Um, I mean, I sort of asked uh, subtly, uh, I, I said, you know, we're talking about Ryder Cup, and I said, are you worried at all that, you know, Team Europe might not be able to possibly field the best team given, you know, off course circumstances. And he, along with, I mean, I've even written about it myself, was he was under, he had no worries that that's going to be the case. And, you know, I think we spoke about it before, but I don't think these guys probably would have got picked anyway. And I think Europe actually going into it with the, the best team they could have had regardless. So that's good. And he, <laughs> I did say, well, you know, what's it going to be like going into this as underdogs? And Tommy Camille said, well, we're not underdogs. So think of that what you will. So he's confident. It was good to hear. Talk. And was Nick Doherty also there? Nick Doherty was also there. Very nice guy. Had a good chat. Talk with the Open. Talk growing up uh, in Merseyside, playing Lynx golf. All very good chat, to be honest, Tom. Yeah. I watched your yeah. tea time tips yesterday. Oh, yeah? Did you learn anything? No, not really. How good to play quicker golf? <laughs> right. So that was Tuesday. That was Tuesday. That was only the beginning of the fun. Then you went back to Milton Keynes. Yeah, that was at the low point of the week. <laughs> then you went back to Wentworth. Back to Wentworth for the Wednesday. And, well, the Wednesday was when it all kicked off, really. You broke the internet. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it'd been long overdue, really. But finally, <laughs> my viral moment arrived. Um, and what a moment it was, really. <laughs> so George got a clip of uh, Ian Poulter and Billy Horsch on the putting green. Um, having what looked like a sort of reasonably animated, shall we say, con- conversation. Um, this was hot on the back of Billy Horschel being quite critical of certain live players taking up their place in the field uh, and therefore taking the place of people who perhaps have supported the um, European Tour more regularly. And you presented it without comment, didn't you, George? I did present it without comment. It was very much, I couldn't, I couldn't hear what was saying. Um, they were they I mean the the clip that went viral was probably 30 seconds but they were they were in discussion like that for five ten minutes I would say quite a lengthy time on the middle of the putting green uh, like I say I couldn't hear what was being said so it was one of those let's let's get this and leave it up to the imagination of of the fans 
caption this as it were caption this as it were and uh in the end Polt ended up sort of uh you know dismissing all of it I think he he actually tweeted the photo didn't he he tweeted the video yesterday with some sort of pretend commentary over the top wasn't it and you know he said don't believe everything you read in the media because like I say I presented it as well they're having a chat make of that as you will but a lot of uh a lot of outlets spun it uh, a lot of outlets actually messaging me like what was said what was said I don't know guys I wish I knew but they sort of took it and said oh you know Poulter and uh Horschel were in heated exchange on the putting green over Liv and it's like well give it what you will but that's that's you know did that happen did it not happen I was just presenting the facts and uh but yeah Poulter came back and said don't believe everything you read Horschel replied as well Poulter it said was, it was nothing it was, it was him and Horschel doing the voiceover though wasn't it on Ian's clip it sounded like it was it was like the two of them had spoken. I think it was uh now nah, somebody par- parodied it oh I haven't even watched that Poulter. must watch that yeah um, so you were you so, uh, were famous, weren't you, for a day? Although Golf Digest referred to, to it as a fan video, not knowing that you were a very influential member of the media. Yeah, that that was damaging. That was um, everyone else credited me, rightfully so. Um, one outlet said I deserved one outlet said I deserved a gold medal. Good um, day at the office, really. So it's a funny thing, isn't it? Wentworth Week. So it's it's moved its place in the calendar from um, traditionally sort of a May spot. And it's now in this kind of European tour hot streak that we're in the middle of. But I think I think it still sort of maintains this kind of it's a get together of everybody who's everybody to do with the tour traditionally. So if you go back into the pre-live era, if you can remember that, do you remember that? The, the pre-live and the pre-COVID era, actually. So back until you, I don't know. George was still at school then. George I was, was short then. Yeah, yeah, I was high. <laughs> Sometime around 2017, probably. And prior to that, the PGA week is kind of the week everybody gets together. So it's a very sort of busy week commercially. So all the agents turn up, loads, all the brands are there. It's in um, London, obviously, or near London. Uh, it's really near Heath Road, so it's easy for people to get to. It's obviously got, often got a mega strong field, and that's been enhanced in recent years with lots of Americans playing. So in any, in, in any ordinary year, there's normally quite a lot of off-the-course stuff happening there's normally some some key meeting or um there are lots of people around that week there's lots of corporate dues happening that week like the tag thing at Sunningdale often they'll do something in town to try and connect the event with the city a little bit and they've done heaps and heaps haven't they in recent years to make it a um a real sort of get together so kind of on the circuit of kind of Henley and Ascot and kind of other unmissable sort of southern events I guess or English events um, so there's a band on the weekend nights and the tenant village is kind of ramped up. It's a, I think it's a really interesting event to go to for lots of reasons. And this year just must have been kind of off the hook in terms of the off course vibe, I guess. What was it like? Yeah, it was just crazy, really. I mean, I think it being in the obviously being in the UK, I think the, the British fans are always more welcoming and more respectful. So I think you know it was all built as this sort of the bat- the battleground wasn't it of the the current live golf well dp world and pga tour war but in the end um and i observed it a lot that it was you know the, the fans didn't really care about all of that as perhaps they may have done had this been a us event i mean it was absolutely packed there was just so many storylines going on wasn't there um and then in the end obviously it all it all became not even secondary but quite insignificant given the the passing of the queen yeah. but yeah it was it was a surreal week really it was 
Um, and I mean, I've been going to Wentworth for years and years, and this is a stronger field I remember as well. So the this was a really good field, wasn't it? So what was that? What was the what was the the reaction to live players that you witnessed? So we had very mixed reports about whether Pulse was getting booed on the first tee. Um, he didn't get booed. There's obviously sort of villains like Patrick Reed playing, and like so, what did you witness and what didn't you witness? Yeah. So first of all, let's talk about the players themselves because there was a lot of talk going into it as as McElroy said, as Lowry said, as a few of the the poster boys, let's call them, for the European Tour, were like, oh, we don't want them here. They're not welcome, right? That was sort of the, the feeling, wasn't it? And from what I saw, let's just take, for example, the Spanish players. There was Ansa was there, Garcia was there. They were all chatting with fellow pros, all seemed in pretty good spirits. There was no feeling that if you didn't know any better, you just, you know, if you if you were just a fan coming in and you didn't know anything about any of the situation, you'd just think it was normal. You know, they were they were all chatting to fellow pros. Onto the range, McDowell, Poulter and Westwood were actually right on the right on the edge of the range altogether. Whether that was coincidental, I'm not sure. So there was, you know, there was there was moments. Patrick Reed was his usual lonely figure, but when is he never not? Especially this is sort of an away away day for him, isn't it? I guess uh, he was on his own, not really chatting to anyone, but that's that's to be expected. Managed to get ten minutes with Taylor Gooch my boy and he has come out with some clangers over the past year let's be honest so let's take everything he does say with a slight pinch of salt but he said that the feeling was fine you know everyone that he every player that he knew spoke to him there was no sort of ill feeling there so in terms of the, the players themselves there seemed to be no friction there minus the obvious viral video that I recorded and then we move on to the fans so everyone I went and spoke to I mean I followed Poulter's group. This was the Thursday, so it's always the quietest day. I followed Poulter's group for a bit. I followed Westwood's group for a bit. And I followed Garcia's group for a bit. Now, it was quiet. It wasn't. It, it wasn't packed. Let's not say that. It was. It was decent turnout. Everyone was just there to see Rory and Fitz's group. So it's sort of to be expected. Then the fans I did speak to who were watching them. I mean, the the, the general feeling. I'd say the overwhelming feeling was well. We don't we don't think these guys should be here. So that was sort of what I asked, you know, do you think they should be playing? And they said, no, we don't think they should be playing, but we don't really care. They're big names. We want to watch them good golf. We're here for a day out. We've been watching the likes of Poulter and Garcia for years. We're, we're going to watch them. We're not, you know, whether it's right or wrong, they're here. We don't really care. Um, Sorry, this is what the, this is what the fans had to this say. This is what the fans had to say, yeah. Um, there was the odd one or two who were, were a significant minority that were saying, oh, no, we're not going to watch them because of, you know, we don't think they should be playing. But all in all, that was, you know, one in 10 might have thought that. And at the end of the round, everyone was still mobbing the likes of Garcia for for autographs. It didn't really seem to be much there from the fans. Um, And like I say, I think it also comes down to the fact that golfers themselves say it when they come and play the likes of the Open and and other events that the British fans are always very respectful and they're always some of the best fans to play play in front of. And I think that is a testament to us, but we, we just want to watch some golf. You know what I mean? Which one watching good golf? I think like there's so few tournaments in England where you can actually like watch the best players. So you're not gonna like turn down the opportunity really, are you? Because like what else has there been? Like the Scottish and they open this year, but like they open were so hard to get tickets for. And if you're from London, are you gonna drive to Scotland to watch the golf? So like probably the only yeah. time I've ever seen like big names. That's it. Yeah. It's a day out for people. There's a lot of stars on display. Really it was people didn't really care. And what's so so you got kind of I guess what you're saying is basic ambivalence by the crowd. It sounds like people are kind of aware of the story, but not really that bothered about showing exactly their that. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. So what about what press conferences did you get? Did you go to and what was the vibe there? Well, Rory was there. Well, actually, the, the first press conference was Fitzpatrick and the vibe from him was very much. I don't want to talk about this. Why are we talking about this? I'm here to play golf. 
So he shut down any sort of live questions instantly. Good for him, to be honest. And that's, you know, it, it, it must, it must, it must just get these guys that like, if you're someone like Rory and in your, your sort of, I guess the ringleader and you're the passionate one, like he actually said, when Rory got asked his first live question, someone said, oh, I hate to bring up live again. But Rory was like, no, bring it on, bring it on. I want to talk about this. He loves it, right? But for the rest of them, they must just, must just drain on them. And, and, it, and I really got that impression from, from Fitz when he spoke. He was like, really guys we're talking about this again like i'm just here to play some golf can you ask me about my game or can you ask me about how i'm feeling about the week like um so it was very it was very much a divide like the players that just fed up with talking about it and the players that were just like horsha as well horsha's press conference like bring it on i want to talk about this i hate these guys that was quite interesting i think sitting in on that Uh, rory had his usual digs at the his sort of rehearsed digs let's say all, all played out about the 54 hole format and whatnot. And, oh, they're going to get tired on Sunday if a, so a live guy's not going to win. Yeah, like Cam Smith got tired at the Open, didn't he, Rory? Not having it's, it. Um, I mean, there is that definitely that split, isn't there? Like we will talk about Lowry's performance, but did you see his uh, press conference? Uh, sorry, his his Sky interview yesterday, where he said it feels like one for the good guys. It does yeah? I know you were loving that. What did you think, guys? I just could I could not believe he said it. Like I think. I don't know that I think that is that's like a step on again in that he was kind of outspoken in earlier in the week about his feelings about the whole thing as were many of them then he's obviously gone and won the tournament but he's still married the two things up now he's like like all this kind of narrative that media are developing about the good guys versus the bad guys and we're like he's like he said that like he said he said it exactly yeah he said this one meant more and he meant more because he feels like he's had a good season uh but he's yet to get over the line with a win and he's now done that and it meant more because he felt like he was representing people who hadn't gone to live like that's amazing it was interesting finish wasn't it because it it, 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 uh all of that had become so insignificant and secondary during the week and then it ended the week back on it again and here we are again now the the saga continues it's like you know what i mean It it all it all it all went away for a few days and then it's back just because of that stinging line it's like yeah yeah so just to go back so the press conferences so you've got kind of you've got um anti-live tub thumpers like uh, McElroy and Lowry and Horschel you've got live weary people like Fitzpatrick and then the live people didn't get a press conference right is that correct live people didn't get a press conference um from what I heard they were told not to really speak to media whether that was by I think sort of a joint effort from the DP to say, look, don't speak to these guys. And perhaps for Liv themselves might have said to the guys, go and play, but don't don't speak either. It's such a strength. Because like, what did Reed shoot yesterday? 62. I mean, the most... Taylor Gooch got one shot. He was shown one shot on Sky for the hop. He came he came fourth. He got one shot. And that I, was his... Uh, I swear I saw him for more than one shot. He was on for one shot. I don't think I saw Patrick Reed at anything. Patrick Reed got a, Patrick, Patrick Reed. They showed they yeah. showed Patrick Reed's whole back Please, line. Well, yeah. Did they? Yeah. What about he, Westwood? He was out too early, then they missed him. He was never in contention. Yeah. Reed got I so I followed Patrick Reed and Westwood for their front nine. Got in in behind the ropes and followed those two. And it was it was really busy. And like I say, the crowd were couldn't care less. They were they were excited to see two big names play, but there was no camera crew at all. And then I left them on about the eighth, and then, then Reed went on a birdie run, and and then I went and joined them again on the seventeenth, and it was at that point it was packed with cameras, all the Sky lot were there, and all the. I watched quite a lot of it yesterday, 
and everyone was tweeting, where are the live players? And I was thinking, they're on my TV right now. What are you on about? And then even when they weren't, like, the commentators were talking about them. So I don't know if it's just like, I don't know. It's just preset narratives, isn't it, for, for both sides so so often, isn't it? It's like whatever suits your agenda. Like the the live the, the live fanboys or the bots or whatever they are on Twitter, they once they've got in their head that there's this has happened against their guys and vice versa, it's like they just it's so divisive now, isn't it? It really is. So and then so then on Thursday night the news about the Queen broke. So where were you when that was happening and how was that announced? That, I mean, that was so eerie. I've never really I mean it's one of them things, isn't it? And I'm a young guy, as you like to always point out, Tom. You know, I always hear from. from believe it or not, I'm I'm not old enough to have seen the death of any other queen. I'm not talking about that. Let me let me finish what I'm saying. But it's always very much, isn't it? These these big events in in life, perhaps Diana, 9/11, whatever. It's always where were you when that happened, wasn't it? And I can't really say I've had a moment like that in my life yet. You know, it's where were you when that happened? Um, and this was, I mean, as as big as anything. And I was, I was actually in the media. I was off the. I was. I, I sort of wish I had been on the course, but at this point, I was in the back of the media center, watching on the screens and just doing some work. The players on the screen stopped playing first. There was someone was lining up their shot, and they just took back and they were sort of looking around, and the play stopped. And I was like, that's a bit odd. And then I sort of heard a few murmurs around me, and then suddenly the screens, all in the screens in the media center, just popped up. They all went black, and then it said players been suspended because of the death of Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth the second and. And just silence. And it was it was very eerie. And at this point, I just got up and went outside because I was, you know, I just went to get some air and just see what the feeling was. And it was equally as eerie outside. I, I was I was went to sort of the 18th. And that's where that that you know powerful photo of Donald, Luke Donald was taken, where he was finishing up in the 18th. And he sort of took his cap off and put it on his heart. And with the, the same message in the background on the big screens that I'd seen. Yeah, it was just it was very eerie and very, sort of very cold and. Never experienced anything like it. I never will. But I was sort of almost glad I was in a in a public place like that and a a, a sporting event of such a magnitude that that I was. But hey, great, great in the end that the golf continued. Um, so how did they? And then on how did they? When did they announce that they were going to commence play again on Saturday? It wasn't until kind of quite late on Friday, was so it? So from 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 what I heard from uh, when I was there yesterday is so they were they were waiting to make a, a decision and it was all falling on the cricket. So England right. were playing the test match, weren't they? And apparently they they didn't want to be the ones. Football had been called off at this point. Um, but they weren't purely going on football. They didn't. The golf didn't want to be sort of the only ones to continue. And they, from what I heard, they were sort of they didn't want to be the one to make the plunge straight away. So that's why it, it, it was about three, four o'clock, wasn't it? It was quite late in the day on Friday. They actually made a decision because they were waiting to hear about whether the test match would go ahead. And that was sort of their cue to then say, OK, we're going to we're going to do this. Um, how the 54 hole came about, I'm not sure. You know, a lot of people said maybe why why could they not have continued on to Monday? I guess that's a question yeah. for someone else. I guess well, you know, we, said, a lot of them have to get to live, don't they? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's live week again. I think it's pretty difficult for the players if there's a Monday finish because they have got onward commitments, haven't they? And whatever yeah. else. Uh, and for fans, right? It's like. There's been almost yeah. nobody there on Monday. I had a mate though who had tickets for the Friday. Obviously, it was sold out, wasn't it, for the weekend? And uh, so he was fuming because he'd booked the day off work, got his tickets for a sold out weekend, and then there was no Friday player. So all that happened was they got reimbursed. Right. I think um, and then, I mean, just bonkers thing to have happened, right? 
Um, and then there were all these withdrawals, weren't there? There were these withdrawals. So five withdrawals. withdrawals. Now, and say what you want. So the, the big story was that Sergio Garcia had withdrawn, right? And there, was, there were other people withdrawn. No, no, let me get, let me get, to, let me get to it, let me get to it, let me get to it. And and that has been, and when I even tweeted it and got a bit of slack, like, oh, what about the other four? You're not going to mention them. All other, all the other players who withdrew, and it was the likes of uh, Justin Rose, um, there was a few others, weren't there? Ryan Fox, a couple others. Yeah. All, all had, all withdrew. Broberg, Batasio. With. And one retired on course because of a back injury. It was all they all whether whether they were or were they not, they still all withdrew bracket with injury, with back injury, with this injury. Sergio Garcia, there was no reason was given for his injury. No reason. And 24 hours later, the guy spotted in Texas at a Longhorns game, living it up. Excuse the pun, the irony, whatever you want to call that. But there he was. Clearly not injured. Clearly, I mean what had happened was. Maybe he, he just played, wasn't expecting to make the Exactly week. that. He played he played Thursday and and the Queen stuff happened. And and even Richard Bland came out and said, Oh, Richard Bland apparently went and cleared his locker out at Wentworth. And uh the journalist asked him what are you doing? He said, you know, this is unprecedented. There's no way the golf's gonna continue this weekend. Right? So Garcia obviously is also caught wind of that and, and heard that. He probably thought there's no way the golf's gonna continue. I'm gonna beat the traffic now and get back, right? And then oh, and then and then so he's I bet you he's flown back on that he flew back on that Thursday, and he'd have got there and then he'd realised oh the the plane's back well I've got to withdraw haven't I because I'm in a, I'm in a different continent what can I do? Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> did you just say he was going to beat the traffic on a flight back to America as if right, like yeah. they fly slower at the weekend or something? <laughs> and he's on a private jet, isn't he? <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just not a good look. I mean, he's, he's just, oh, he's pathetic, isn't he? Because he's, he's, how many times have we heard from him recently come out and say, oh, I'm being treated unfairly by the the European tour or I'm being victimised or shut up, you fool. He's a fool, honestly. And then there he is. Like, what is he doing? And then he just, he doesn't even care. He's taken the place of someone who really wanted to be there. And I know the circumstances were out of the ordinary this weekend. And what are you doing? Of course, you get like you, you, you're crying and you're singing this song about how you're the victim. And then you're off. There you are. I just can't. He's lost so much. Respect. Do you remember when he won the Masters? The euphoria when Sergio Garcia won the Masters? Everyone wanted him to win that, didn't they? And it was so overdue. And it was like, finally, Sergio Garcia, one of the, the fan favourites of the golf world. Has got his he's got his made a major that has been that he's, everyone's so wanted and it was such a great moment and now and like I say I, and he was st- still getting the fanfare on Wednesday and Thursday when I did see him but it's like I think for the most people they're just fed up with this guy now it's like what it's, what are um, you doing he's so handled I'm, it so poorly he's handled everything so poorly Gar- Garcia is so such a sort of curate like everything particularly for people I think of my generation so. He was sort of part of the Spanish dynasty. He's obviously got this amazing Ryder Cup record. Um, we've we just we've watched him sort of grow up. So he's amazing second place to um, Tiger in uh, the PGA when he was all sort of youthful exuberance. He's an incredible ball striker. Like he was he was always one of the first people when the Open was on that you'd go and go and find Garcia sort of flighting his irons down and just 
yeah, just an unbelievable ball striker. And then he had a, a fantastic amateur career, like unbelievable pedigree. Won the British amateur, um, basically took the mickey, I think, in the in the final, sort of hitting five irons off tees and stuff, because he was just so dominant over his opponent. I think he beat Monty that year um, at Formby. And he just, like, a just a cracker's golfer. And then, he's ne- and then he never fulfilled it um, the first sort of 20 years as a, a professional. I'd never got over the line in a major until the Masters. So then on top of that, he kind of had this kind of, everyone was rooting for him because his putting was so bad yeah. and he seemed to shoot himself in the foot so many times. And I don't know, he's, as a, from a fan's point of view, he's very well liked. And yeah, I, and I don't know when that started to change or the kind he's of... He's just like, handled this so badly. He's handled this so badly. And well, Yeah, but even prior to that, like there was... These even prior to that and the little tantrums that he has and the... Yeah. He always has snarky comments, doesn't he? And has these little moments. It's like... He was one of my favourite players. He was. The sort of optics, as it were, that's what people say, isn't it? Of this whole thing is just rubbish, isn't it? Poulter's another one. He is. Poulter's another one. They're in the same bracket, those two. But Poulter, like... In my opinion, he's sort of just he's like acting to type, right? Because this is what he does. He yeah, he is. Yeah. For himself, he's like not having it. He's got lots of front, so I don't know why you'd expect anything less from Poulter, really. But the the Garcia thing's just I don't know, so disappointing. Hannah, what do you think? Can we talk about something else? <laughs> Let's talk about the winner because what a showdown it was in the end. After the week, one of the craziest weeks I've ever experienced. In the end, we had some showdown on Sunday, didn't we, Hannah? Was well, very good. I literally sat and watched it all, which doesn't really happen very often on the DP World Tour. So. I mean, Wentworth's great because the, the back nine is just chaos. It's just birdie central, isn't it? It's like, it's carnage. Um, You know, you had, I think Reed was in, wasn't he, as a clubhouse leader, which was a story in itself. But you just knew you were waiting for the, you know, for the leaders to just come come storming through and get, get uh, on the top of the leaderboard. And it was, what a finish. One I mean, you had... 16 before those two par fives, though. You basically knew Reed was out of it, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Which stressed me out on the 17th tee, though. I didn't get why they were all just smashing driver into the right trees. Like, why don't you just hit a short club into the fairway? Because it's, it's, out, it's, it's out of bounds left so the the worst miss is hooking you three without a bounce yeah and if you get over that corner you you're you it's it's such an easy hole isn't it you have such a good good chance and i think it's more that they anyone in the fairway <laughs> in the like last five groups because rory went it rory went right didn't he and then he hit that uh that 17 hit the hit the yeah. three without the the trees didn't he yeah but they've got so we talk are we talking about lowry we're we talking about the golf course talking about lowry we got to talk about lowry uh he, I mean, he has had a phenomenal year, right? Just Brilliant, yeah. Very, very yeah. consistent year for him. And he's a proper, proper ball striker. Like, as in, did you hit see some of the shots he was hitting on the back nine, like proper little shapes and yeah. low runners and all sorts of stuff? But his short game, it's it just beautiful, isn't it? Like, unbelievable picture, chip over ball. Put a little sneaky video up of his uh, pitching last night. Yeah, it's very sort of wristy, isn't it? Kind of yeah, it's so it's, soft. You've got such soft hands. Nothing about it looks like quite right, but then it it is quite bizarre. Like I'm not yeah. sure you'd teach someone to do that, but then he just does it so well. Yeah, I think he goes to the gym. Yeah, the sea coach. Lift. Yeah, he's a big lad. He won the Irish Open as an amateur, didn't he? At, um, mm-hmm. County Louth. Someone else who likes that golf course. Someone else who likes that. Golf. <laughs> <laughs> that was his first win since the Open, wasn't it? Yeah. Which was crazy because, like you say, he's whenever you look at leaderboard, he's always there. He's always on the leaderboard, top ten, top twenty. 
You wonder how much that if that will give him some. I know it sounds stupid to say about an open winner, some self belief, but you do presumably want to be able to back it up. And that was a big event this week, wasn't it? Yeah. With a lot going on, very very good field. And he beat Rory down the stretch. And he beat Rory down the stretch. And Taylor Gooch. And Taylor Gooch. <laughs> Rory was not playing well though, right? No. It was kind of hilarious though, wasn't it? When he's literally like telling himself off while the ball's in midair and it still goes to like. And it still went close. Yeah. <laughs> And you're like, if that's anyone else, like you're not seeing the golf ball again, or it's like plugged in a bunker. I was confused like, what happened there because he, he he like chunked a wedge, didn't he? That pitched about 20 feet short and rolled about 15 feet past. Was it like 16 or 15? Just kept showing himself for being too steep, didn't he? He was proper chopping it, really. Apart from his driver, God, his driving's so good, isn't it? It's ridiculous. Like when you like, uh, I was lucky enough to sort of get uh, behind quite a lot of the guys on on various tee shots. And everyone, to me, is just hits the ball absolutely ridiculous. I'm like, how do you hit it this good, right? It's like, I can't even comprehend. But then Rory's like another level when you see him hit it. It's like, and I mean, I don't really know much about any of that. You know, Hannah's the expert. I like, could tell you, so everything's a good shot to me. But like, I, you just watch how he hits it. And even just the, the, the ball fight seems different. And especially when he hits driver, it's just like, wow. It had me mesmerised. Did you not see me on TV? I was there watching <laughs> in awe. Saw Again. Your that you took of yourself. What about the golf course? Great as always. It was very wet this week. Favourable for the for the golfers. I mean, I've been going to Wentworth for years, like I say, so I've always sort of know the holes and uh, it's always a great track. I love the back nine. First few holes are really good. Middles, some average holes in the middle, but yeah, it was it was great and great to see as many fans as there were there as well. It really made it a special occasion. What is it, the golf course? Would you say? What do you mean? Well, is it Heathland? No. How would you describe it? A sort of tree, grassy mess. It's tree-lined, isn't it? Especially the back nine. It's not Heathland, is it? I just don't. I just don't understand it. Like, and I don't understand the changes that they've made. They seem to have taken like a pretty kind of classically English Heathland and then tried to make it into an American Championship venue and then ended up with something that just looks like Frankenstein. Bit in between. It's a bit in between, isn't it? Why are there so many trees and why is there so much grass? Because <laughs> it's a golf course. Because <laughs> it, it's a golf course, yeah, right? <laughs> Like, I just like keep watching. Is there any course you? Is there any course you like, Tom? Every week you're bashing this course, bashing that course. You spend enough time on them, and here you are. Yeah. Honestly. So I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to ask you, like, critically, like, what, what, what is good about the golf course? I don't get it. So we've talked about 17. So it's got this like bizarre reverse camber fairway where 17 is my favourite hole, probably. But the fairway slopes the opposite way to the dog. I line. love 17. It's a great hole. Yeah. It, look, it, look, it looks like someone's created it on a computer game who's never played golf. <laughs> it is a bit like Tiger Woods game. Oh, isn't it? What about, the, what about the tenth? What, what are you supposed to do on the tenth? You know, on you know when uh, I think it was the PGA, they put those like football goal graphics on so you could see <laughs> where they were trying to hit their t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they've done that on the tenth, but with pine trees. <laughs> is it not far too overgrown? No. It's alright. Not, not going to be critical on the course. Not going to get you going on this at all. I just I? like to watch. I bit. just like to watch good golf, Tom. Whatever course it is, whatever league it is, whatever tour it is. Just, just, Put on the local man, George. Don't care. Just oh, give me yeah. golf. Play anywhere for all I care. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so after all that, people were saying they, or I saw people like Eddie Pepper saying they thought it was the best PGA they'd been involved with, despite all the problems and the reduction to 54 holes and all the rest of it. It was brilliant. It was just a great finish, wasn't it? Good golf all round. And there was a really good story on the L.E.T. as well, wasn't there, Hannah? Yes. Liz Young finally winning. So how long has she been out on tour then? Must be like 20 years. I think it's 15, actually. 
Oh, Tom's actually done some research. Did Ooh, he just say you that? got notes. So it's a really interesting story. As in, it was a she was kind of a Richard Bland-esque winner, right? She's been on tour for forever, and uh, finally gets over the line. Um, I think lots of people were happy about it because she had such a big impact in like setting up the Rose series and creating things for people to play on during COVID, because the Ladies European Tour just wasn't running then. And it obviously did her good because she managed to win a few of the Rose series as well, which I imagine would have helped the confidence and stuff like that. But yeah, it was nice because she actually went into the last day with the lead and still managed to win because she fell away a bit at the start of the last round and then managed to get it back. If you see any of it, she literally, it was like the 11th, where she literally missed going out of bounds by about two inches. Yeah, I did see that, yeah. Which, uh, um, well, she said in her first round interview, like she had a massive bit of mud on the side of a ball but it was a par five and she just wanted to go for in two anyway bit of a risky strategy but worked out in the end uh, and she's a mum right mm-hmm. uh, so i think she's had some time away she um, played um she she uh do you remember what I, I remember i read about it when i was because she qualified for the open this year didn't she and i was sort of doing some research into the qualifiers and she played at the she played at the, the open at woburn in 2015 and she was seven months pregnant when she played that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah incredible it's a really cool story particularly sort of inspirational thing so she's obviously managing to have a like unbelievably successful career which is like totally incompatible with being a parent and getting it done so I think I thought it was a really cool story and she beat Lynn Grant didn't she into mm-hmm. second so it's obviously a decent field I don't know too much about the depth of field but I thought the fact she was playing is it a big event Switzerland or not uh it's a fairly decent event I think there was quite a lot of good players in there but I think Lynn Grant predominantly plays L.E.T. She always plays yeah Pays a lot of events yeah. as well, didn't she? she? She looked to me like she was having a bit of a Rory day, like not in the sense she wasn't striking at all, but she was hitting it good. But then just like she seemed constantly in between clubs, she was never like pin high. She kept like even if she had a wedge, she was like 15, 20 foot past. She didn't really give herself chances, but she even she was like stood waiting by the side of the green when Liz wanted to like run on and congratulate her. So yeah, I think it was a well liked winner. Did yeah. you see the trophy? <laughs> the cow. It's like a wood. It's not just a cow. It's a wooden cow. It's like the strangest thing you've ever seen. It is a cow, though, isn't it? I, I yeah. Couldn't really. It's a cow with like blue patches made out of wood. It looks like a kid's toy. <laughs> it's really quite a strange thing. Right. So that was the weekend that was. What's next? Dare I say what's happening this week? We're back again with the fifth live golf event of the year. And right after the success of the carnage of Live Boston, we have Live Chicago, and I believe this one is actually. In Chicago, even though uh, Liv have made some bizarre claims, Liv London, Liv Boston, Liv New York, was it? None of them actually in said place. But this one is in Chicago. So we have Rich, is it Rich Farms? Um, yeah. And what's the Oh, it's the same as last week. Same as last week. Apart from Sergio, not playing. Uh, it depends what college matches are on next week. There's <laughs> <laughs> quite a few of them actually haven't played because Bubba Watson hasn't played yet. Has he? Because he's been injured. He's been injured, yeah. So I Spence guess they'll have another stand in. Since then, a vertigo, didn't he? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, now Garcia's is injured. Right, this isn't this sort of end of season thing, is it? This is just a regular. It's just event. a standard event, yeah. We've still got, I think there's still three or four more until we have uh, the, the championship or the season finale or whatever they're going to call it. Right, and where's um, the European Tour this week? Spain, Italy. Italy, Italian Open. Oh, uh, yeah. Which again is a really good field. Rory's playing. Yes. They're playing on the uh, Ryder Cup course, right? Marco Simone, yeah. So that's, I mean, this is a big, uh, it sort of feels like the DP Tour going up again. Now with the, P- I know the PGA Tour kicks off, it tees off again, doesn't it, next week? But it's it's sort of quite a big moment for the DP World Tour now, isn't it? Because you've had all the sort of 
talk about them and the the criticism of the alliance with the PJ Tour and you know oh what did what did Sergio call it the fifth best tour now yeah that's another one I mean he called it the fifth best tour didn't he Muppet but uh yeah you've had all that about the DP World Tour and actually now they're going you know obviously there was the was the event on the weekend of all the the talk about live there and now you've got them coming up against live again next weekend it feels very uh like this is a big moment for the DP World Tour so yeah it'd be interesting to see strong field again very looking forward to it looking forward to how the players take on the Ryder Cup course uh, with that just over a year away now so golf golf and more golf you know PGA Tour ended and I was like oh we've got no golf for a while that's wrong we got loads of golf no, and this is, I tried to tell you this before. This is the European Tour season now, isn't it? Yeah. This is the best bit. And the Ryder Cup points just started. They did yeah. just start. There's like Fitz, Molinari, McElroy, Hatton, Hovland. They're all there. Chris Wood, remember him? <laughs> um, I'm playing golf this week. I'm going to Greece to play in a program. Whoa. Look at you. Did you get an invite? Well, yeah, I got an invite, yeah. I didn't choose to go to Greece to play a program. I don't know. You might have paid your way in. It's three days. Please, let me play. Who's your pro? I don't know that yet, no. You get allocated a pro. Are you going for the bomb and gorge technique or are we going no. for a strategy this time? I don't. I, I, I need to increase my fitness. I'm going to go bomb and gouge because it's exhausting. That'd be fun though. Hannah, what have you got on this week? What have I got on this week? Filming some instruction content. Yeah. Need some help with your golf swing. Head to our YouTube channel soon. And yeah, just other bits and bobs. I'm not going to Greece. So. You joined our Woodley yet? No, I think it should be this week. It's exciting. Ooh, exciting. You guys need to get me on. Well, Return the favour. Yeah. You said you were going to take me to Woburn and then you went to play football instead, so... I can't be seen at Woburn anymore. I've got to keep my head down after the old Polter scenario. Things can get tasty next time. Next time I see him. <laughs> right. I'll see you for the team meeting. What time's that? Half right, on that note, let's sign Is off it now? properly. Is it now? Is it now? Is it now? Uh, let's just do it now. Might as well. Can we, can we sign off properly, please, for the for the... Adoring listeners that have made it all the way to here. We if need there's to tell any people left. to like and subscribe, don't we? Like and subscribe. Please, can you, please can you subscribe to our podcast? And our YouTube channel. And follow me on Twitter. <laughs> I'm the one that went viral. At George Cooper NCG. <laughs> Bye. Bye.